imposter syndrome stops us in our walk. We feel like phonies. We fear we'll be found out and reveal we don't belong. So we cover our true self with who we think we should be and limit our ability to overcome discouragement. In whatever season of life you're in, that they're in, the feeling of inadequacy with where we are and what we're doing often happens. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we're going to learn about the best thing to conquer discouragement this year. But more on that in a minute. I want to first say thank you for listening. All of the episodes of my podcast, my social media links and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, but I don't want anybody to miss out. I have a new book coming out, Distraction Detox, Release Emotional Barriers, Restructure Priorities, and Realize God's Best. It's releasing on 2-22-22, February 22nd of this year. In Distraction Detox, we learn to get rid of self-limiting thoughts, replace them with truth that brings peace, and create a plan to step into our purpose. You can find a link to pre-order in the show notes or on my website. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose, one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. There are many times in my life when I haven't felt like I belong. I don't belong in certain situations. I don't belong in a group. I don't belong. I don't belong. And as I've captured each of the negative thoughts that I've been having, that going through this detox, this distraction detox of these emotional barriers and beginning to reprioritize my priorities, I've revisited many stages of my life and the beliefs that lingered from each. Changing middle schools, I didn't belong in any of the friend groups. I was new In the middle of middle school is not a good place for a preteen girl to be entering into. And then freshman year of high school, everyone was feeling the newness of belonging, trying to find their footing. I felt like taking one another down during that time, which is not an encouragement. (laughs) A college girl, new girl on campus with no one she knew. Another time in my life where I didn't feel I belonged. Then I became a new wife a new mom. I was in fast forward, fake it till you make it mode. I had no clue what I was doing, fighting the negative thoughts on the inside, but emoting confidence on the outside. Let me just tell you, I felt like a true phony. A few years ago by Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. It was conducted in 1978, all that long ago. Many of you were probably not even born. It was done at Georgia State University. And the study done by these two amazing women found that high-achieving women often suffer from imposter phenomenon. The term used to designate an internal experience of intellectual phoniness that appears to be particularly prevalent and intense among a select sample of high-achieving women. That 
is their definition of imposter phenomenon. I like to say is you don't feel like the person inside that you're portraying on the outside or you're portraying something on the outside that you don't feel equals on the inside. I haven't done an extensive study of women, however, living in the baseball world for over 30 years, I've been in contact with many different wives and girlfriends. And during deep conversations, deep discussions over the years, I've found we all have these self-limiting beliefs that frees us in a place of defeat and discouragement. Imposter syndrome stops us in our walk. We feel like phonies. We fear we'll be found out and reveal we don't belong. So we cover our true self with who we think we should be and limit our ability to overcome discouragement. In whatever season of life you're in, that they're in, the feeling of inadequacy with where we are and what we're doing often happens. I know for me, imposter syndrome, I didn't really designate it at that. I found this study when I was really struggling in the beginning of my writing. I had felt a calling from the Lord to write. There was nothing in me that thought I could write or should write. I grew up in North Carolina, and I can say this because I did grow up there and our language is a bit different. I felt like I didn't speak English, no less write it. And honestly, I almost flunked out of high school English, not because I wasn't smart enough, but because I didn't like the teacher and I wasn't going to read what she wanted me to read. Out of spite, you know, that freshman girl that didn't fit in, I tried to fit in by being defiant, going against this teacher. Nothing in my past said that I should have, could have, would have write a book. But here I was finding myself in this place that God was calling me into to write I felt he wanted me to put my lessons of the spiritual journey I was on into words, into a book. I went to a writer's conference, and I tried to talk the publishing house that I was meeting with out of publishing my book because I wasn't good enough. How crazy is that? But as we know, the Lord can do many things in and through our lives that we have no ability of doing and that we don't even believe we can do. And that publisher, that very same publisher I tried to talk out of publishing my book, picked my book up and published it. And in 2018, Making Room, Doing Less So God Can Do More came out. And that was really a way of putting out there some of my faults, some of my issues, which was I was placing a lot of busyness in front of God. And that feeling of not understanding my call, I guess, is the base base of it. I didn't understand God's call on me. I was putting my abilities ahead of God's power. And I stepped into that book and failed really quickly after because even though my book did well and people's lives were transformed by it in a mighty way by the hands of God, I didn't feel like I belonged. I was an imposter. That's when I found that study. And I realized what it was, and that is what took me into understanding that it wasn't the outside chaos going on that kept me far from God. It was the internal distractions, the internal emotional barriers that I was putting up 
the things from my past, the way that I thought I should be, the all the things I carried with me, the way that I talked to myself that was stopping me. Scripture today is Colossians 3, 7 through 8. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. I look at the scripture and I see, okay, I used to walk in these ways. That was the life I once lived, but now we must also rid ourselves of these things. Well, when I used to look at this scripture, I thought of anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Oh, those are things I'm doing, doing, doing. But as I started going through this distraction detox, I'm angry at myself. I rage on myself in my own thoughts. I think bad things. I slander myself because I talk bad about myself to myself. And boy, sometimes the words that happen in my head towards me is filthy language. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You don't belong. You're not good enough. God doesn't love you. All these things that I say to myself are what push me into that discouragement. Jesus wants us to get rid of what holds us back and to believe His glory can shine. Just because we give our lives to Christ and ask Him into our heart doesn't mean we have rid ourselves completely of doubt and discouragement. The enemy, Satan, wants you bound and gagged. Jesus wants you free in speaking His truth. In learning to release the guilt and deceptive talk, that's when we take our first steps of faith toward God's plan and purpose. The best thing to conquer discouragement this year is to replace those emotional toxins with God's truth, putting off the deceptions and replacing it with the Word. I want to go through a few of the examples I have on this. And in the book, there are a ton more. I'm actually writing a blog. I have a blog on my website that you can see that will talk about deception versus truth. Go and take a look at it. But I'm just going to go through a few here. Uh, I just pray the Lord can speak into your heart with some of these. One of the deception versus truth is guilty versus forgiven. The deception I've made too many mistakes to be loved by God. The truth comes from John 3.16, For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Unwanted versus loved. The deception, I'm unlovable. Nobody cares about me. The truth Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are loved. Another deception is I'm a failure. I can't do anything right. 1 Corinthians 15.57 shows us the truth. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Bound versus free. The deception is I'm stuck. Life will never get any better than this. The truth 
It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. I sit here thinking to myself, and I'm pretty sure I'm hearing you say it too. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you don't know how messy my life is. You don't understand how stuck I am. You don't see how lovable, I, unlovable I am. If you really knew me, Many times we don't feel qualified to take the words and encouragement God gives us in His Word, in the Bible. This is a statement I want you to think about right now. Girl, today is not that day. Today's the day that you will feel qualified because you're going to take those thoughts captive and you're going to replace them with the truth the deceptions and truths I listed just now are not a complete collection of what you might be saying to yourself. Check out the blog, buy the book, not because I want to sell books, but because I really believe, I honestly, in my heart, know that God can help you transform your thought life and take you into a place of peace and fulfillment through the words in this book. Also, if you can't find the ones you're thinking of, if I don't have them on this list on my blog or in the book, make your own list. After you make your list, take one thought captive, one at a time, one deception. Name it, write it. And then the next thing is to research what the Bible says about that thought. What is the opposite of what you're thinking? If you're thinking I'm unloved, look up love. If you're thinking I'm not good enough, look up valued. Look up the truth. Choose a word of truth to counter that negative thought. There are many ways to search for deceptive thoughts, then find the truth and a scripture replace it. If you have a study Bible, you can look in the back for specific words and then find the page that they're written on. Read the corresponding scripture to tell the truth about the deceptive thought. If you don't have a study Bible, you have the mighty power of the internet or a Bible app. Filling our minds with the words of God brings us closer to Him. He can fill your mind with His peace if we trust Him, not our thoughts. Your mind plays an essential part of your spiritual growth. Replace your list of all those emotional barriers that keep you bound with the words God declares about you. Remove those negative thoughts. God's pure love lies beneath. My encouragement for you today is one thing at a time, one thought at a time. In this, the Lord's voice will fill your spirit and the calmness of Him, that peace will sweep over you like a sweet, warm wind. I want to thank you for listening. Before we go, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to the Start Small, Believe Big podcast where you listen. Leave an honest review of the podcast. Thank you in advance for your review. I want you to know I read them all and I take them to heart. If you have anything that you want to suggest or or send to me, you can always email me too. And if you have a friend that may be blessed by the podcast, let them know. 
Remember, you can find previous episodes on my website, billyjouse.com. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. You can also go on to my website or Instagram or Facebook and find me. I would love to be in touch. Send me an email, shoot me a DM, comment on something. I love to hear from you. I hope you're back next week for another episode of Start Small, Believe Big. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.